0: Hello, and welcome to Forbidden Cinema Going Deeper. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And, woo boy, first week of the year, folks. How's everybody doing out there?
1: Hanging off by a thread. <laughs> Already. We have
0: started our year giving our cat antibiotics every 12 hours.
1: Not <laughs> for the faint of hearts.
0: <laughs> we have taken the, the uh, mattress off every bed in our house.
1: It's just, it's chaos. I feel like we just, our, our life is just... Like a obstacle course until this is done. It's,
0: the floor is a lot. We're just rearranging yes. furniture. And... Absolutely. <laughs> until
1: this is over, like just everyone, it's every man for themselves.
0: <laughs> but other than that, you know, we're uh, we're working it out. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody out there. I think I think it was actually not the New Year the last time we recorded, we released an episode, and I think I thought it was. And... Oh it was, well, I think it was. It was that weekend. We're all right. It's it's fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean. Yeah. Whatever. It was still a (laughs) holiday. It's still all like encompassing holiday few weeks.
0: There we go. So eyes wide shut. Anything else you want to hit on before we start looking into everything that I just randomly picked out?
1: I don't know. I feel like I had all kinds of conspiracy theories and I still don't think I'm wrong because this movie does what it wants to do and doesn't do what it doesn't want to do and then doesn't give you any real answers so (laughs) you can believe anything you want to believe.
0: Spent some time looking over kind of critical consensus of this film and, like, what they think it's trying to say. I feel like it is much more ambiguous than I kind of gave it credit for. But I feel like the two or three things you were certain of is, like, nobody ever thought about before.
1: Well, because I'm revolutionary.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: 2024. Mind of a genius.
0: (laughs) So the making of this film this is an adaptation of a novel called Tromnevelle. It's German. or oh, that's probably not how you say it in German. or <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds French. Sorry. I have to see it written out. I took six weeks of German, so I got this. All
0: but... right. <laughs> it's a dream story, roughly, translated. Okay, okay. It is during Carnaval in Vienna in the early 1900s hence the masks Mm -hmm. and it basically follows beat by beat this entire thing a man whose wife man who is not as rich as his friends his wife says that she had a fantasy about another man he goes off on a crazy drunken night ends up in an orgy the lady that saves him ends up poisoned the next day and he comes home and the mask is on his pillow it's okay it's like beat for beat the movie uh, the one thing that I did find out about the th- is that she probably actually is poisoned in that in the book. It's not a there is no kind of him going to the pool hall scene or okay. to the billiards room scene. OK. Of like, you know, him and the guy like, hey, I was off. we were just trying to scare her off. You know? There was none of that in the uh, in the book.
1: Well, I think I think even if Sidney Pollack tells us that what if he says, what if it was all fake? Right. He doesn't say it was all fake. He says, what if it was all fake?
0: I think he says, made some connections here that I could see how you would make. But with, but we're also, I think some other, you know, critiques of this movie have said that Tom Cruise accepts everything that is told to him verbatim without question throughout the entire two hour and 40 minute running time. Yeah. Cause... At no point does he ever question anything. Because
1: he's a wannabe.
0: <laughs> would you believe this movie has already been made into a movie before this 10 years earlier? <laughs> yeah. Is it French. It is Italian, even better. Same. I have. We'll have to post this Same. poster. Oh, <laughs> I don't even. Know. Who
1: is that character-wise?
0: I guess it's probably the wife. I don't really know.
1: That doesn't track.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is directed by Mario Bianchi. <clears throat> I am not familiar with this guy's work at all. Mm-mm. His main work is Provincia Violenta. It imdb keywords are female topless nudity female rear nudity big natural breasts and blackmail
1: what, what is it what did the words you say again
0: provincia violenta
1: like violence
0: first violence i don't know
1: principal violence principal violence okay
0: uh he also directed creeping death which that's i think there might be a misfit song called that
1: yeah but that <laughs> sounds familiar like as a phrase
0: it, it's a very mediocre spaghetti western i, I have seen that might be the only film of his that i've seen
1: it's a spaghetti western but yeah
0: Definitely seems like it would be like an Italian horror film. Yeah. Some kind of zombies or something.
1: Yeah, really really missed opportunity there.
0: (laughs) He also directed Satan's Baby Doll, Sodom's Ghost, The Rise of the Roman Empress 2.
1: He's got a real complicated relationship with religion.
0: He is a Italian avant-garde filmmaker from the 60s and 70s who sort of just started directing softcore porn, who just started directing porn.
1: Got it. So these are all porn adjacent with religious undertones?
0: Sort of, sort of. I mean, and then we get to the erotic adventures of Zorro in 76, which actually the big like sword fight in Zorro with the clothes sort of like being playfully slashed off. Really? Come straight. Straight from
1: Interesting. That. <laughs> okay. So
0: Antonio Vanderas and Okay. Is that uh, Catherine Zeta Jones yes. beneath the lasers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that scene is like a hundred percent shot for shot, ripped off of the erotic adventures of Zoro Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then he it gets works into Euroflesh 8, 12, and 14. I believe uh they're Born to Sin, Rocco Unleashed, and Deep Anal. I guess we could stop <laughs> playing. <around. laughs>
1: we just stopped trying to be great. <laughs> And people were like, what are what are we doing? Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> and then uh, he actually just passed away last year. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> so filming for Eyes Wide Shut started in the fall of 1996. Everybody was expecting principal photography to be about six months. Film wrapped in January of 1998. Man. Two Christmases. 400 days of active shooting
1: that's so much
0: I think we, we discuss it you know Kubrick is known for trying to run the actors through the takes so many times that they just get pissed off and forget the cameras are even there and are just at some base monstrous lizard brain level right and it is shot fully in England I guess Kubrick was crazily ador- agoraphobic and wouldn't leave his home and wouldn't fly
1: at this point in his yeah. life
0: so they all those New York Street scenes are all on a back lot in England. That they seems like completely recreated all of that, and still make the movie for sixty-five million dollars. <laughs> A two-year shoot with two of the biggest stars making twenty million each, recreating New York. On, well, on twenty Back
1: million line. each. I mean, equal pay in the nineties. I mean, that's amazing if that's actually. But those the are both actors
0: that could have made that three times over, making other movies.
1: Not at that time. Not each one of them. Like twenty million for like. That had to be the fact that like they were still together.
0: That's yeah. Nicole that Kidman probably wasn't pulling she, that on her own. She
1: wouldn't. She wouldn't now. Like she maybe would now, but like even that that pay scale for women is kind of tough and unheard of. That was Keith Tom-
0: Urban has sold a lot of records. She's doing indie projects that she finds interesting.
1: She's fine on money. I'm not talking about whether she needs the money or not. I'm talking about whether she's being paid or women are
0: being paid. She's in that TV show with Reese Witherspoon. It's Reese Witherspoon approaching a billionaire now. And so that'll be either one of them needs to be in it. But
1: yeah, no, that's not what we're talking about.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, it's probably a pretty good show. I've never seen it, but.
1: It's Big Little Lies. And yes, I hear that it's probably Pretty pretty Little Liars. No, it's not Pretty Little Liars. That's like
0: a. Like Pretty Little Liars, the movie?
1: That's like a WB show. (laughs) No. I'm just talking about the fact that like this, she would not, if she was actually paid 20 million and he was paid 20 million, that was because he was like, you're not getting us.
0: I have no idea if she was paid 20 million. I just pulled words. I know. He, okay. Yeah.
1: Then, then we can't say that. Sorry. We, we cannot <laughs> say that. That is misrepresentation of pay scales.
0: Apologies. She probably got paid like $11 and he probably got paid 20 million.
1: I would say though, like he probably like, he's like, we're a package deal and we're going to make this amount of money.
0: Th- like, that's, I would hope so. I would hope so.
1: But also, we're going to make this amount of money, and then I'm going to do what I can to take it in a divorce.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we discussed a divorce, but, like, there is nothing out there. There is one phone call that got leaked from, like, 1996, I mean, and they're struggling. You know, they're struggling.
1: Because that's some Scientology shit going on. Lock that tamp, tamp it down. I'm pretty sure he got custody of their adopted kids, you though. He got full
0: custody of both of the adopted kids. She was not invited to Connor's wedding recently.
1: I do not know how nice of a person she is. I don't know. I, I hope, don't like
0: any of that, though.
1: I hope to run into her at Starbucks because she lives by us. That's
0: true. True.
1: Because that would be just nice to just be in a room with her, I'm sure. I'd like to think that maybe she escaped with her life, <laughs> quote unquote, in a in a very like figurative sort of way, potentially literal sort of way. And she gave away the rights of their adopted children and any therefore events or contact going forward because Scientology is whack. And that's
0: just that that's that's weird on another level. Like not getting a not getting invited you're I mean, I guess if you haven't spoken to them in twenty years, that's. But something. if you right.
1: potentially are contractually obligated not to, right. and you have to right. just go and you know restart your life and. I know that they're litigious and we're not important, but (laughs) I suppose all of this is alleged.
0: (laughs) But yeah, like the Vanessa Shaw scene, Domino, they filmed that for two months.
1: That's not necessary.
0: I could shoot a movie in two months. I've shot exactly three short films and one documentary in my career.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes, if you were shooting it for like a day or two, it would probably sound like like wazzo it'd be like hi is that your wife calling okay but we need a little bit more than a couple of days but we don't need two
0: months
1: no is that imagining
0: a room level acting of like the scene of them in the bed with you know they've just gotten high and she's telling her about him oh my gosh imagining that with tommy by acting that would be so wild so (laughs) fucking wild I think that could be a YouTube video. That could be, but it's
1: like, is that Mr. Doctor Bill? <laughs> sorry, I think I just
0: I don't know what that was. You went a little more at us. I did, us. I did, sorry. That's alright. It's it's really hard to place <laughs> Tommy Viceo's accent. Because I would be like, I'm from the same place as you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Sydney Pollock billiard table scene took two full weeks to shoot. Thirteen minutes of film.
1: No. But that's because they didn't know what he was going to say and they didn't know what... That's a conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> right there. Jennifer Jason Lee and Harvey Keitel were both cast in this. Jennifer Jason Lee was the daughter that was in love with him. We had to go oh. to the patient's house.
1: Oh, okay. Got it. And
0: Harvey Keitel was the Sidney Pollack role and both of them. Like, we have other movies we got to do. <laughs> like, toodles.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think... I love both of them. I think Sidney Pollack is the right Choice for this because Harvey Keitel gives. There's no way this could be fake if Post it
0: was Harvey Keitel. If it was Harvey
1: Keitel, it is conspiracy, hands down, okay. right? So, okay. like, doesn't he give that level of like, there's nothing that you're telling me that I believe? Like, it is a conspiracy. This is a mob situation. This is like,
0: I don't know. I always kind of believe, I always think Harvey Keitel's kind of shooting straight. Like, he's not a good guy, but he's always shooting straight. But
1: I don't know. But if he's saying, what if I told you this was fake? He's saying that, but he's telling you it's fake. He's telling you, he's asking you a question. What if I told you this? And I think that that is saying it's fake. And Sidney Pollock, Sidney Pollock is just money. And money is different than, than someone who was actually,
0: like, heavy. Yeah, we haven't talked about, like, there's been a lot of Epstein shit that's happened in this last little bit. And, like, yeah, a lot of this is kind of inferred to maybe be based on that oh fuck yeah exactly like that's that's the kind of players that we're talking about in this is
1: i mean i believe that like the
0: clintons are there in a mask
1: allegedly allegedly yes right that that's 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 the kind of caliber of people we're talking about i understand and understand when you tell me that like this dude can't be involved this dude can't be involved but there are like underlings none of this high level shit ha- no one that's high level plans this shit Right. They don't rent. They don't. They don't,
0: don't like like renting out the castle. They don't rent the,
1: the castle. They don't do any catering. They don't get the sex workers. They don't. They do not do any planning. So there are people that are not necessarily gazillionaires. They're the
0: people that I was asking. Like They're not on the upper level, though. They're not no, on yeah, the upper were, level. Look, they're the people holding the doors that I was wondering if they get to participate like no, later on in the second half.
1: They're they're the door holders. But there are the upper level. That's the balcony. That's the balcony monsters. Oh, that's
0: balcony people. Yeah,
1: that's balcony monsters. You're not up close and personal really to the business.
0: Boxes up there. No,
1: that's the balcony monsters.
0: No, I, I think it's the opera boxes. No,
1: I don't think so. I don't. Guess, you're not up and close and personal. You're not going to get picked. You're not getting picked for the shenanigans if you're on the balcony. Like you're the the ladies who are going to come pick a person. They're not going to point at the balcony and say you. They're going to go around. The edges. So that has those are those are your highfalutin people. The balcony monsters are the people that are like they've been organizing this. They just get a little peep. They don't get to participate.
0: <laughs> I cannot fault your logic, but I disagree with everything you're saying right now.
1: I think it's pretty sound. <laughs> as sound as this cocktail that I'm drinking. <laughs> well, thank you, babe. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you for allowing me to have some hilarious juice. We're having a dry-er January. <laughs> uh, ish. Ish. I prefer ish. Okay. Dry adjacent. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, guys, this is my birthday week. You don't need to say anything because mm-hmm. you won't. It's fine. But it's always full bullshit having a first week of January birthday. Um, because everybody's like, I'm partied out, I've drunk so much, I've eaten so much, I don't want to spend any money, I don't wanna go anywhere, I don't do anything. Fuck you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: pick this, I didn't pick what my parents decided to fuck.
0: And what'd you say, like your half birthday is the fourth of July? Yeah,
1: so fuck that too. <laughs> you guys got explosions and barbecues to do. Eat your potato salad. Fuck you.
0: Okay. <laughs> The house where they filmed the orgy is like a real house. It's kind of like the Biltmore, kind of next to us, but in Europe. And it's one of those that it was such an involved like construction project that they had to build their own railroad. I love to it too. I love all of
1: that. In. I love 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 barons. <laughs>
0: It just made more sense to build a whole sure. railroad system. Sure. to the R- construction side.
1: Railroad barons, oil barons, cotton barons, seal barons. I love it all of that.
0: Made so much more sense than just horse carting the stuff <laughs> from the train station. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what am I? Peasants. <laughs> They're
1: bal- The peasants. Those, that's balcony monster shit. <laughs>
0: all of you are asking, like, is that Naja? It's not. In the background, all okay. the artwork. But apparently all – and it's probably not worth talking about on a podcast because you can't see any of the paintings. But look it up. All of the artwork in the back is very significant to what's going on in the scene or to the themes of the film. So, like, every painting, every whatever.
1: I feel like we need to revisit that. I'm just curious now. Like, that makes sense. This feels like a movie that you pick out a lot of Easter eggs on. Oh, Which yeah. is why I think there's more going on than actually is
0: <laughs> I mean, like, Full Metal Jacket is on the top of the stack of DVDs at their house. Of course, the mask that Tom Cruise is wearing is a cast of Ryan O'Neal's face. Wearing a mask, weird. Well, Ryan O'Neal was in what's the uh crap? Barry Lyndon.
1: Okay, so all of this very
0: self-congratulatory. It's just it's a less rapey Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Okay, I mean it's not okay. So it's Kubrick making.
0: He's Make- still abusing his actors. He's just being less. He's not
1: making a cameo. He's just making multiple references to
0: himself. Exactly. Exactly. He's making cameos all over the place. Of course, without having to see the back of his head or his reflection. Got it. Because okay. he has a very distinctive back of his head. So, <laughs> so his Alfred
1: <average> <laughs> He's got a very distinctive everything.
0: <laughs> the Mandy's voice in she's quoted. It's mysterious woman. So that's another thing. Mandy at the orgy is not Mandy at the beginning or the dead body. It's like different actresses.
1: Well, because if you don't get it, (laughs) then you need to know who we're talking about. For those that are not able to clue in on what's happening here,
0: did you pick up on the voice though? The voice is not the actress. No, the voice is Kate Blanchett.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess after after he passed away, he said like you could all no there could be no edits or no cuts to the film but like he had said we could if it doesn't pass MPAA we can add you know some digitally people to block off some stuff and that if you know there's certain things we can't hear we can adjust the sound or whatever so that was one of the things they did was they didn't like the, the... she had a very very British accent that she was having like Claire for Lonnie trouble hiding and so they got Kate Blanchett to do it
1: but Kate Blanchett's pretty British
0: but did she sound British in the film
1: no she exactly. didn't exactly Okay, so okay, so just the random actress because we already established that it's not actually the same physical person.
0: Correct, correct. Okay, so yeah, is the actress playing the body, but I guess her voice was too British, so.
1: But her boobs were not.
0: <laughs> there was like Kubrick was very, very, very clear on no tattoos and no implants, and I guess several agents kind of forced their or like suggested that their dancers and models that were in that scene are like why don't you go get your boobs done and like get you know you're, you're gonna be on scene you might as well have some knockers or whatever and kind of get to the thing like that's not really what we signed up for we're finding other ladies so
1: oh, boob has gotten them fired
0: yeah we'll that... get to like found someone else that was he was very specific he was looking for a certain shape of a woman and
1: okay he wanted a ballerina
0: very much so very much so okay. yeah The lighting in this, there are no, there's no uh, film lighting on it. Everything is done with either natural light, or when they didn't, natural light wasn't working, they had like Chinese paper balls that they would move around, or you know, Lowell lamps. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. It's like just the round ceiling lamps, round blown plastic.
1: Okay, so just ambient lighting.
0: Everything was done with ambient lighting. They had to like blow through the processing. I guess it was still done on film. They had to like. Two shot the film processing and but like there's several scenes that are just nothing but Christmas lights. Interesting. It's, just, it's never really been done in hundreds of years. It's effective. Years of yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't seem out of place.
0: It doesn't seem too dark. That dreamlike quality. That
1: I mean, great. Christmas lights are so soft. It's yeah.
0: We have here. Tom Cruise was using a production credit card while making this thing in L.A. He went into a local blockbuster. I don't know if you remember Blockbuster, he had to have two forms of ID. He had to have a credit card and a driver's license or whatever. Uh-huh. And he was denied a membership card to rent a VHS while he was making this film. <laughs> nice. I guess it got back to the Blockbuster high ups. So and They sent a letter congratulating the team member and until their dying days included that in their training videos. Like even if Tom Cruise comes in. <laughs> You need two forms of identification. You know,
1: I appreciate that. That we're not throwing that person under the bus and saying like you should know who that was. Like you should have bowed over a size. I appreciate congratulatory for I know somebody following got to call. in
0: big, big, big trouble at the theater that I saw this at. At the theater that we saw Hand that Rocks the Cradle mm-hmm. for carting Leanne Rhymes into an R-rated movie in '96. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, she was not.
0: No, 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 no. He he got uh, a talking to for uh baby did a bad bad thing mm-hmm. that was not originally going to be a part of the soundtrack that was nicole kidman's kind of like get psyched up i'm taking all my clothes off on camera today Psych oh mix. shit he was like kubrick heard it and was like all right it's in and
1: i like it i can get that i can understand that being get, get yourself in that frame of mind what, what would
0: your song be
1: oh fuck you should have asked me this before, so I could Are think it about Freedom it. Freedom
0: 90 or...
1: Ooh, probably, honestly.
0: <laughs> yes. And that, that was my mind went to. I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I can see that. There may be some a list of things, but I would have to think about that. But Freedom 90 is...
0: I mean, maybe like Mr. Brightside for me.
1: I mean, Mr. Brightside, I mean, anything killers. But I mean, anything killers killers i mean it's sexy but like not sexy in that kind of way
0: i would just think of like cameron diaz dancing around (laughs) drunk as hell in the holiday yeah
1: like need a psych mix
0: exactly Exactly. a a sex
1: sexy psych mix is different than just a psych mix though but freedom 90 could very well be it
0: i don't know is it sexy or is it just like powerful that's the it's
1: powerful and it's like Powerful, beautiful people like being sexy and whatever. So, wraps all those things
0: up. <laughs> so, that's all I really have about the making, except for the Kubrick died four days after turning in his cut of this film. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a year in post production, 18 months or so in filming. And... Everybody had
1: to be like, fuck.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I guess it's better than him dying four days before it's done. <laughs>
1: I guess, I guess, because I'm sure everyone was like, oh, he probably left some dumb, stupid rules. <laughs> <Ugh>!
0: <laughs> so looking into kind of critical interpretation of this and was it real? And pretty much everybody kind of says it's all up to your interpretation. But the one thing that I did find was the mask. I think stuff that maybe I hadn't ever really taken the time to think of 20 something years later, or 25 years later, is did she find the mask? I think she did not. Was the mask delivered to her as kind of a message to him?
1: I think. He took
0: the mask off at the at the event.
1: The mask was delivered as a message to him. I don't. I struggle with the fact that whether she received it or not, because I don't think she would be sleeping peacefully Mm. with the mask beside her. I just don't think that's not the vibe she's been giving us. Right. Right. She's had some real high-strung vibes. She does, yes. Through all of this. And I don't think... Even just her, but, like, even just a wife. Like, a wife vibe of, like, what the fuck is this?
0: Or was the mask delivered after she was already asleep?
1: I think that's what happened.
0: Or was the mask all in his imagination? It
1: was not in his imagination (laughs) because he bought the fucking mask. He rented it and bought it because he lost it. So there's paper trail for that. The mask existed... And so he used it. And I think it was a message to him that we can get to you. We can get to you. We can get to your wife. And that's why he's crying at first. It's not, or he's, he thinks she might be, I think he thinks she might be dead. Because, you know, he says, I'll tell you everything. But she's like, she's just waking up. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think she has any idea what he's talking about. And then when they're sitting there and she's blurry eyed and bleary eyed and she's upset, I don't think that's what she was expecting at all. She wasn't expecting a confession. So I think my thought is it was delivered to the house via a person to their bed after she was already in bed.
0: Well, good for you because that's not an interpretation that I would have ever thought of and you picked it up. So I I appreciate that.
1: I feel like I'm picking I up... I took
0: this real face value.
1: I feel like I'm picking up... To me, this movie is a lot more
0: sinister than its face value is. And who was Tricorner Hat Guy? You know uh, who I think it is. About 99.9% of people online think it's Ziggler. And about 0.01% of people think that it doesn't really matter. It's just someone that has recognized him as the fraud that he is. And I found one person on the internet who thought it was Millich...
1: Well, now that's been increased by 100%.
0: Exactly. Now there's two people. That person was savaged immediately in the Reddit comments by people telling them they were delirious and delusional and crazier than the film. But
1: I mean, it is very possible it's not because that is complicated, but I think there's enough evidence. And like I said, I don't think it's Sidney Pollack because I don't think Sidney Pollack would be as. Here's, here's, and I said this before, but probably I was shouting it and I know what shouting, I listened. So here's our, our chain of events. We go to the costume shop. He points out a costume with, has a tri-corner hat that is at the costume shop. We decide that's not how we're going. This, we want something simpler. We go. He's weird. The whole situation at the costume shop is weird. That feels like some sort of like. To, to throw him off kilter anyway he goes. he's immediately tagged as a fraud because of the taxi situation and
0: I don't think Millich gets there in a in a limo
1: no, I don't think Millage gets there in a limo, but like I said, there's hired help. there's hired help all over the place in this. and like so he goes he's immediately like positioned as a fraud but who gets we don't we don't hear we don't see any people touching ears <laughs> and like having some like earwig situations so no one on the ground floor is tagging that we have people at the top at the top we have a couple
0: did you notice that like i did not notice it watching the film but i guess when he's walking through the orgy as he's walking through the hallway people are turning around to look at him and the mandy lady that's i guess that's kind of another like Everybody knows he's a fraud, even even just the party goers. Well Which which is his base fear. You know? That's
1: his fear. Right. So that doesn't necessarily mean everyone actually thinks he's a fraud. He thinks it's a filmmaking technique. It is. It is. It's for us, it's as you know, it's an internal monologue situation. But so we have the people in the balcony, who I do not think are our upper echelon. I think that's the opposite. I think that our upper echelon are in the thick of it, available to be picked if they want to be. We have upper echelon. We have a couple.
0: I don't feel like the upper echelon has to be picked. They'll... They
1: don't have to be picked, but they're not available. I don't think they're just watching. They're not just casual. I think the balcony is not higher level. I think the balcony level is lower level. We're a couple. We have two people. We have a tricorder hat and we have a woman who is very young with him. He nods at him. Like, there's no earwicks. He's the only person, if we're talking about it in who knows what that that mask looks like. He sold, he rented him the mask. So he's the only one who would know that that mask is of the person that is him. He nods, he nods. She, what's her face? Now, bottom layer people probably get a little communication potentially somehow. We don't know what all those taps mean. Um, First, I don't know why she knows. I don't think it's communicated very clearly. She's walking with him as she has been separated from him because I think she knows somehow, and people don't want him to be clued in, even though she's warned him. When he's in the room by himself, we have tricorner hat and we have person with him who is a very young person. She sent he sends her to go get him, not in a positive way. Not in a go warn. If it was Ziggler, I think Ziggler would be warning him. If Ziggler and Mandy or Feather Lady or whoever were partnered up, I would believe that. This person is sending this young woman to him to potentially ruin him even more. And Mandy saves him from this interaction with this other younger woman who is already, if it is Ziggler's, or sorry, Millage's daughter, has already shown interest in him in like a very uncomfortable sort of way. So she would be comfortable with him, recognize him, know him. Like that's it is the behavior of characters we've already established. Because I feel like that's what we're supposed to be seeing. If it's not people we've already interacted with, it means nothing. The 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 whole like otherworldliness and mystery and intrigue of it is it should be these all of these people who interact with him should be people we have already interacted with. Otherwise, what's the point? Doesn't make sense. There's no there's no intrigue. It's completely like just happenstance. And he's in he's not, not in danger, but he's not in danger of being outed in a world of people he knows. That's that's my take on it. We need to know these people already. They need to be people that we've seen and now they're in disguise and now their true colors are being shown. And Ziegler's true colors are like, dude, what the fuck? I'm trying to protect you from yourself, and that's not the actions of Tri Corner Hat and his date.
0: I see where you're coming from. All right, so uh, Milit Tretiak. Yes, I think I was today years old when I learned what his real name was, and I'll he'll Ivan Tretiak for the rest because I mean the saint was so. Great.
1: I mean, he'll I have seen his name. Multiple times, but he is just Tretiak.
0: Rade Zerbodziga? Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tretiak. I mean, I'm sure he is not just, s- sad
1: to be known as that character.
0: Right. What do you know about Todd Field?
1: Todd Field? I don't know.
0: Nick Nightingale.
1: Oh, I recognize him kind of, but I don't know what
0: from. If I were to tell you he was nominated for three Oscars this year
1: i say slow clap.
0: Congrats. <laughs> best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay for Tar or Tear. Or... It's the one about the composer and the conductor. We don't really watch Oscar movies. Oh,
1: but... oh, that's the one with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
0: 2007, he was nominated for Best Screenplay for Little Children, which I have not seen. I had to look up. I know that is a Kate Winslet movie. There's like one with her and being like unhappy in a marriage and having an affair with... Patrick Wilson, and there's one with her being unhappy and having an affair with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I didn't remember which one that was. This is the one with Patrick Wilson. It's got, uh, I can't even read all my, Jennifer Connolly in it. Oh, wow. It has Jackie Earl Healy. Oh, that was his first film in 13 years. Wow. He has lasted, you know who I'm talking about, right? He was a child actor.
1: And then uh, Rorschach.
0: But after this. He was a-, was a limo driver and a just person working to get by in in L A for thirteen years, and then just happened to get cast in this, and then was, yeah, Rorschach and Freddy Krueger and had a huge career after that. a second career. That's after awesome that film. And two thousand two, best uh, picture and best screenplay nominee for In the Bedroom. So he has had a, a fantastic career. <laughs> That's <mostly>. amazing.
1: <laughs> so- he he does great in this. I mean, I love, he's he's yeah. exactly what he needs to be.
0: And I guess that's like acting isn't really his main thing he does. I guess he's mainly a writer and also a director. So good for him. Got on him. I love it. Box office on this thing. I was really curious. This was Kubrick's first number one film.
1: Wow, and he didn't get to
0: see. No, he that was, it... he'd been dead for a while when it came out. he had been dead for six months. Uh, budget was about sixty five million. Worldwide gross one hundred and sixty two million. So it was pretty successful. Not too shabby. It is just above. Happy Death Day, Legend of Guardians, The Owl Movie, and The Aristocats of all time box <laughs> office. Which I am actually about 20 minutes away from finishing Happy Death Day to you. It's my new treadmill movie. And I think both of those were fantastic. So that's my recommendation for the week if you haven't seen them. They are great. I mean, they're they are like 7 out of 10, as good as you could possibly do a 7 out of 10. They're just so much fun.
1: I mean, fun trumps a lot.
0: <laughs> it is just below Friends with Benefits. We discussed this before. Like, yeah. feel like this one is Justin Timberlake, but it could be an Ashton Kutcher. It's there's there's, probably a, like a Maya, Mia... Uh, Mia um,
1: right. Mila, not Maitla. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I'm gonna say Djokovic, but just not right. Like she's yes.
0: Who actually has a film right now in theaters for the third week that has been three weeks on top on top on top of each other? We were I was just showing you the trailer. It's a much ado about nothing ripoff with Sidney Sweeney and some other dude. What? Who? The guy that directed Friends with Benefits. Okay. Yeah, has a like small. We are, we've been talking on this podcast, or I've been talking on this podcast, how I wish there were $20 million comedies that word-of-mouth advertising would just make a profit and do. There's one in the theaters Mila right Kunis. now. Mila Kunis.
1: Mila Kunis. Know. Yeah, there's Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Yeah. I, Those- I,
0: If you were to tell me which one's which, no, no idea.
1: No. It's like The Illusionist and the other movie.
0: And there's one about like what happened in Vegas that- completely out. Of, no, it, of, it's of, it's
1: Kutcher. out, but it, I don't think it came out at the same time. But right. yes. I feel like that's Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz.
0: I thought it was Ashton Kutcher and Britney Murphy.
1: Cameron Diaz is in one of these. Okay, okay. I think it's Cameron Diaz. Maybe. I, but I don't know. Ah. Anyway, it's it's people who who in, entered into a relationship they don't really want, but maybe they want. I don't know. Who knows? All right,
0: we got to get this thing back on the rails. Anyway. <laughs> also, right below The Animal.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Ugh,
1: that movie is so bad. I have not seen that movie. Oh, I saw that in the theater. Oh, man. Saw that shit in the theater.
0: I mean. Why did he have a moment?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he has his plays, but it is not... It's
0: a secondary character in Adam it, Sandler It is the Adam
1: Sandler pantheon of characters and players.
0: And In Search of Noah's Ark from 1977? I have never what heard the of fuck this, is this No. I bet you I've been taught this in Sunday school class as canon,
1: though. <laughs> I people have watched this movie and think it is the bible. I
0: feel like people have told me like, oh, they found Noah's Ark like using metal detectors in the 70s. And, <laughs> and that's and from mis- from, this, from this
1: movie. All right, <laughs> I'm care I am a little curious to know that at this point. Sorry.
0: No problem. This was released July 16th of 1999, just shy of my 19th birthday, so I was we talked about was allowed to go see it legally. I mean,
1: so I would have been 18, just 18. At the beginning of, for like 6 months.
0: June thirtieth, a couple weeks before this.
1: But this is an adult drama. Like I'm sorry, just being eighteen, you're like blah.
0: <laughs> oh, I think advertising worked on me. Like Kidman, Cruise,
1: not me. Kubrick, like no, my yes, no,
0: it's sexy. Everybody that's great is in it. I'm in.
1: Fine. I was not as well. Whatever. I was Kubrick was not part of my wheelhouse at that point. I don't somehow you I don't... were
0: Cary Grant and I was Stanley Kubrick. I mean that's yes. the yes. Like I have no, never seen a Hitchcock film until five years after the three years after this. I'd never seen. Well,
1: and I think Stanley. That's the thing. I feel like I'm coming at this as a as a Hitchcock watcher. I think that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from yes, like that's in a Hitchcock watcher. Every character is important. Right. Every character is there to fuck you up. And you need to watch to see who reappears. That's important. So I think that's where I'm coming from with this. Yes. Yeah,
0: I come at this with a dad who was into Bill Murray and Cheech and Chong, and you come with the dad that was into Cary Grant.
1: What did I Cary Grant? Hitchcock like puts a slant on everything.
0: Uh, June 30th, a couple weeks before this movie, South Park: Bigger, Longer, Uncut, <laughs> and Wild, Wild West. Oh,
1: wild, Wild West. Right. We keep, we wow.
0: I need to look more into this because I feel like I have a vivid memory of watching Wild Wild West on a Greyhound bus. Oh wow! And I cannot think of why I would have. Wait, been a yeah, Greyhound when would you have been on a Greyhound bus? Post this time. I mean, am I is this like a re-release or something? Just I wrote this down a few hours ago when I was doing my research, and it's been bothering me ever since. Like, is there I mean, a chance maybe Wild Wild West had a second theatrical release? Or
1: I don't know. And then also like.
0: No, I, 1999. That's when it came out. How would I have seen this on a Greyhound bus?
1: Was it a Greyhound bus or was it like a, just a charter bus?
0: A charter bus, yeah.
1: But it's not a Greyhound bus.
0: You know what I'm talking about, though.
1: But it's different. Like a church
0: trip or something. That's a but charter bus. I wouldn't bus. have gone on a church trip.
1: In 99? No.
0: That would've, I would have well out of the youth group by then. I have no idea. No,
1: but you would have just graduated. That would have been the summer after graduation, so you would have been eligible for...
0: It would have still been in theaters, and I didn't go that year. I, don't I have know no idea.
1: To, I don't know what to tell you. But a Greyhound bus is you went to the bus station oh, no, and went no, no, no. somewhere. I, I mean on a trip. You lost bus. your glasses and thought a kitten was – you <laughs> got a rat with a kitten.
0: Next week, July 9th, we've actually talked about this. American Pie and Candyman 3. Oh, wow. Then on the July 14th, The Blair Witch Project and Muppets from Space. <laughs> Two days later, Eyes Wide Shut, Lake Placid and The Wood. I hope this does not come off the wrong way but the wood is a film with Tay Diggs and Omar Epps in the same film. Like if we could get Dermot Mulrooney and Dylan McDermott in the same I mean, thing.
1: I mean I
0: mean it's Taye guys Diggs, that play the same they're not the same person but these guys that play the same play roles similar in characters TV's in 1997 and 98. But hot. <laughs> Are you saying Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney not No. I'm
1: it's a it's a different hot. <laughs>
0: On the twenty third, Drop Dead Gorgeous, The Haunting, and Inspector Gadget.
1: Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous is one of my absolute favorite movies. I did not see it in the theater. It is a I'm a DVD enthusiast.
0: Oh, I picked that one up on DVD as well, and yeah, that was just should not have been that good. It's Christopher Guest level it's funny. So it's so funny, good. And The Haunting, I think, might be one of the worst movies ever made.
1: What is that? I mean.
0: Catherine Zeta-Jones and maybe Liam Neeson or some some white man who's an adult, and it's just everything is like the worst 1999 computer gra- like post Matrix computer graphics,
1: um, just terrible ghosts.
0: Yeah. Okay. The next week, Deep Blue Sea.
1: Yes.
0: Two days later, Runaway Bride.
1: I didn't see that in the theater. I don't think. Is it a Gary Marshall?
0: I don't know. It feels like a Gary Marshall. It does. It does. And then four days later, Dick and the Iron Giant. I've not seen Dick. I've been assured it's pretty terrible. But Kirsten Dunst is having a week and a half here.
1: Kirsten Dunst is? I remember she was
0: in was Dick there. and,
1: uh... Oh, that, I gorgeous? that week. Got it, got it, got it. Dick, yeah, she's having a heck
0: of a couple of weeks. That's with, like, she and her idiot friend, like, accidentally discover Watergate. And is it, uh, Dan LaHeya or whatever is Richard Nixon?
1: Oh, I don't think I know this Dan at Hedaya. all. I don't think I know this at all. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it, he's like trying to whine and dine and woo them to like not out Watergate.
1: Got it. Okay. Interesting. So. You're talking to like person as a child was a fan of all the president's men.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never seen
1: that. Like, yeah. You've got Robert Redford. Um, Oh, God. Well I can't think of anybody around. It's your cocktail. Sorry. It's your cocktail. I can't think of anything. You got Robert Redford, Leonard and Bernstein, Washington Post. You've got.
0: I think I just rather watch sneakers.
1: It's it's got some interesting intrigue. You've got Deep Throat, who is like you know this is all based on fact, and Deep Throat is Hal Holbrook. Okay. Which I mean, who doesn't love Hal Holbrook? I
0: right, mean, who doesn't love Deep Throat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, like I was intrigued by this movie, like as a preteen. <laughs> I'm and, not, and you have
0: no idea about the movie Dick. That seems like no, such I don't a know real house. I don't it's got know the girl why. from Drop Dead Gorgeous and Richard Nixon. It,
1: it makes no sense. I don't know why.
0: Pretty sure it's it's not remembered fondly. I guess it's better to not remember at all than to remember poorly. <laughs> <laughs> so the critical consensus for this thing, it won one award. Not so much for this film, but Nicole Kidman won the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Favorite Actress.
1: She's doing some fucking acting Tom this Tom Cruise
0: did not win any Blockbuster Entertainment <laughs> Awards this year. Because
1: nobody likes him really as a person. And that's what Blockbuster, I think, like those kind of awards are like, we like you as a person and <laughs> we like what you
0: did. <laughs> it uh, was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Score.
1: It's, yeah, the score's great.
0: Apparently, a lot of score during the orgy stuff was like, um, eastern liturgy played backwards interesting rotten tomatoes has it 76 percent critic consensus and 74 percent audience so the critics think it a little better than the audience but not uh, not statistically significant no we have kubrick's intense study of the human psyche yields an impressive cinematic work it's kind of the critical consensus
1: yeah which says nothing
0: well a couple of that might be AI nowadays. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the Amazon AI reviews? They're creepily accurate. Like people, think, people tend to find that this product is durable and whatever, but maybe the quality is lacking, but for the price is worth it.
1: But that's not... Yeah, so that's picking up keywords, and that's fine. But describing a plot.
0: <laughs> but a couple of positive reviews. A film detailing how unsexual sex is and how sexy it is to almost have sex.
1: Interesting. I could agree with that.
0: That's 100% the movie. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> and a uh, this is as rich, strange, and riveting as any journey he's taken us on, yet it's also familiar, but in a disquieting way.
1: Okay. Yeah. I agree with that too.
0: And then we have a negative review. At least Fellini pulled out all the stops at the first minute. When he wanted to go surreal here realism fades into surrealism and then surrealism into outright foolishness morbidly paced foolishness
1: i agree with that yeah.
0: <laughs> this is like none of those reviews are wrong no, they're going to different conclusions they're
1: all correct yes i agree yeah we don't i don't know if he decided i mean this is maybe like you know happy dead day with kubrick like he hadn't really decided if this was a surreal film or not and he didn't get to fully decide. <laughs> he might have leaned one direction or another. Like, at, like I know you said this was... He
0: turned in a cut.
1: But there's negotiations. But if he turned in a cut and he died, there's no negotiations <laughs> on like what we think about this.
0: So the last thing I have is print. Was not expecting to find much Playboy July of 1999. I really thought I was just going to like, oh, well, but... I got some pages, so I feel right. like we're going to be able to finish this thing off.
1: All right. Let's do it.
0: Cover is The Girls of Hawaiian Tropic. I'm disappointed at that. I, I feel like we could have come up with a better cover story. That's just like, hey, there's boobs in here. They're tan. <laughs> are they? Don't Hawaiian Tropic, aren't they like famous for wearing bikinis? I don't know. But I mean, they're not in the, the magazine. I would imagine. Or they're is Hawaiian not- Tropic, is that a bikini or is that a suntan lotion?
1: It's a suntan lotion.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they are very tan. We do have that you can call Ticketmaster for tickets to Playboy's Jazz Festival. <laughs> Who would have thought that Playboy still has a jazz festival in 1999? 99. No, that's, that's holding on. It
1: is. That is not popular at that I time. This means
0: Woodstock 99. This is a, you know, Comedy Central playing Girls Gone Wild commercials after 10 o'clock, steel drums. This is not the a- Attitude Era of the WWF. This is is, eyebrow ring. This is
1: not a jazz era. No, it's not (laughs) at all. That's Hef being like, I like jazz.
0: Yes. (laughs) We have Leonardo DiCaprio and the Party Posse. They spent their last evening at the mansion before heading off to Taiwan to film the beach.
1: The Party Posse. I would have
0: thought if anybody could uh...
1: embrace that it's the Pussy Posse. And we all know that it's Playboy. Maybe we didn't in 99. Maybe not. Maybe we had not fully established they were about
0: we've got terry bradshaw at the playboy mansion with the i guess the march cover girls are all dressed like kiss
1: (laughs) i feel like terry bradshaw is out of his league in that
0: (laughs) we have that on the chinese new year the year of the rabbit every lcd screen in Times square showed the playboy logo interesting that that's a weird time that's not happening today. No, no, you got to you got to spend way more money than Playboy has to get those billboards. Mm-hmm. That was a weird time. We have Charlie's Theron and Stephen Jenkins partying it up at the mansion. Lead singer Third Eye Blind. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh. Tia Carrera with Hef. That makes sense. <laughs> That's about this time. Yeah, that... Andy Dick kissing Bijou Phillips. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. None oh, of that. Bijou
1: Phillips. Maybe you should have stuck with, stuck Andy, with Andy Dick. Dick. <laughs>
0: You, you could have had a moral high ground there, maybe. <laughs> Claire Danes, Jeff Goldblum, and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Hot. That's, that's a party. That is
1: quite a party. Dan Aykroyd's gonna corner you and talk about his weird theories. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's gonna corner you and like just make noises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We have a full page ad for Star Trek Insurrection on VHS coming out this month. <laughs> we have one of those electric ab toners. I feel like those come back every three
1: years. 100% because people are like, surely, surely I can just plug this in and do other things and I will have abs. If it's on an infomercial, it must be true. Those
0: can't work. I've seen those in the 70s on stuff well, that I've done. that's never the res-
1: thing, probably too. Like They keep coming back because they must work. <laughs>
0: I have a full-page ad for Patriot Games, The Hunt for Red October, and Clear and Present Danger all on VHS. You can get the box set at Suncoast, at Sam Goody, or at Media Play.
1: Oh. <laughs> I love all those movies.
0: I love all those stores.
1: I mean, same. I went to all those stores, and I don't think I bought any of those movies at those stores. But we definitely watched all of those movies. Like, Yeah, Harrison Ford doing the damn thing.
0: So I'm like halfway through the magazine. I'm like, I don't have enough material. Then I go to a two-page ad for basic cigarettes and their sweepstakes of the year. Okay, Stop. I'm just going to run through this. Stop me. Punch in whenever you want to. All right. All right. Number one top prize, you get a log cabin. Pass. Okay. We have five second prize, speedboats.
1: Okay, but kind of pass.
0: Okay. We have five... Grand Canyon Adventures. Okay. We have five Coleman pop-up campers.
1: Fair. Fine.
0: 250 Timex watches. Okay. 50 garden tool sets. 50 Sealy recliners. Eh. Five Ford pickups with CV radio and mud flaps.
1: Do they have ladies on them? I have to hope they do. <laughs>
0: Otherwise, I'm out. <laughs> 50 combination. Tent, stove, sleeping bag, and fly swatter. Sure. What? <laughs> water.
1: I mean, it seems maybe there's a legalese around printing everything that's included.
0: I guess. 25 big screen color TVs. How heavy is it? 400 pounds. Pass. A color TV. <laughs> <laughs> time <appetite. laughs> Like shitty motels. I guess there's a couple that still advertise free HBO, but like color TV. I don't know yeah, if
1: it's an advertising that it's color or just specification that it's color, because there's probably still black and white TVs that exist. You can't. Not that, that are being TV. not that are being produced, but they exist, and so you have to let the general population know. We had
0: two black and white TVs at my parents' house at this time. So.
1: Yeah, just like just letting you know. If you win this, it is color. Just FYI. Like
0: the TV in my parents' bedroom was black and white and then the TV in my mother's little craft room was a like portable like take to the take to your kids dance recital and watch sports on TV. <laughs> 50 toolboxes and 100 American flags. Fine. I feel like this paints a very specific picture of the basic cigarette smoker.
1: It does.
0: <laughs> basic but, is the brand. I'm not trying to like They're
1: outdoorsy. And they would be disappointed that the Stanley camping tools that they would be using at that time is now being geared towards bougie, bougie athletic
0: ladies. (laughs) We have a DiSirono ad with some girl-on-girl stuff going on. And what can I say? I had DiSirono last night in a uh, very nice steakhouse for your dinner and uh, with a little bit of scotch and can't argue with the Godfather cocktail. They really did it right.
1: I mean, Amaretto is Amaretto.
0: A uh, car st- an advertisement, well, not an advertisement, an article about how car stereos are starting to come with MP3 players included.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Is it a Zune?
0: <laughs> I believe we're like, we're probably like 16 megabyte. <laughs> you know, we're like like 13 songs ish. But you can take, you know, like chook, chook the whole thing out of the trunk right. and go and plug it into your computer. <laughs> we have Star Wars Pod Racer for the N64.
1: Yeah, it was. I was well past
0: video games at this point.
1: I mean, I was like a girlfriend watching people play video games, but I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah,
0: this is definitely the silence of my video games. I, I feel like have...
1: I was watching a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I stopped playing video games at about 16 or so. Like, wrestling and video games were a thing that, like, oh, I have a car now and women have breasts. Like, there's so many more things to deal with besides.
1: Well, but I think that this also, for us, like, transfers into dorm room culture and dorm room culture is a lot of video games that's true
0: that's true i guess maybe two years after this i picked up a playstation from some guy that was in a little financial trouble (laughs) figured it out we have bad taste funny films like a list of really funny films that are not very polite in society which like that's so crazy to think because this is they would this would have gone to print before american pie that's like the (sighs) new just The the
1: standard film,
0: but it's number one was Very Bad Things, which I think that is a movie that is completely lost to time and to the internet.
1: Yeah, like I know the title, but I don't know it.
0: It's Christian Slater, absolutely, like his comeback role. It's Daniel Stern, Jeremy Piven. It's got Cameron Diaz. It is. I love that movie.
1: I don't know. Maybe we need to watch it then.
0: Okay. Okay. I feel like it's maybe out of the Forbidden Timeline, but it's 98, so it might be eh, pushing it.
1: It's in there. Okay. Okay.
0: It might not have aged well. I haven't seen it in 25 years, but
1: I'm sure it hasn't. <laughs> it was considered rude but funny at the time. Right. It has not aged well.
0: Video recommendations Shakespeare in Love and Rushmore. I.
1: Good on yeah. Playboy for
0: picking up Rushmore in 99?
1: Yeah. That's... I would have thought
0: that's not something they would have been involved with at that no, time. No, but
1: that's, yeah, that's very insightful.
0: We have some of the letters to the editors. Basically, the consensus of the letters to the editor are gun laws as they are are pointless. Something needs to be done or things are going to get crazy in the next 20 years. And you have zero online policy, sorry, online privacy. So we either need to do something about it or get used to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: like, Still... Uh... Still a problem.
0: Still going. <laughs> Nothing outlasts the Energizer. We have an interview with Barney Frank. Are you familiar with him at all? No. He was a gay Jewish left-handed congressman. The first openly Le- gay congressman.
1: Is left-handed important?
0: It's on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> okay. He first openly gay congressman. Okay. So a huge step. He also was part of a huge ethics probe and was brought up potentially for being censured or removed from office. It was brought up that uh, he had hired a sex worker and that sort of just really liked having him around and sort of hired him as his aide housekeeper driver and I guess relationship wasn't all that sexual. it was just he liked having a companion and a friend and I guess the sex worker when he was away doing congress stuff returned to his old trade and it became a bit of a
1: that seems real tame right now, fair I like, completely yeah. yeah. honest like okay. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not scandalized at all by that.
0: But these are jokes for like 30 years ago, but leading the charge to expel slash censor him was Larry Craig. Do you remember him? No. He was the congressman who was arrested for trying to solicit sex in a uh, bathroom of an airport.
1: Okay. Of course it is. It's always someone who has a grander egregious offense who wants to throw someone else under the bus because they want, they
0: don't want attention on that. It's like 20 years later that he was caught, so...
1: But, or someone who's like I wish I was doing that and I'm going to I can't do it. I don't feel like I can, so I'm going to punish you for it and then I'm still going to do it later.
0: This was I guess this was the month that uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. was talking about how Teletubbies were the Antichrist. Of course. And that he said that like if people are going to fall for this, they're not going to fall for anything else and this entire concept of radical alt-right nonsense is got its you got an expiration date on it cuz nobody's going to keep falling for this. <laughs> we have I was so worried Bill Maher's chocolate fantasies like this isn't gonna go well oh no it's just him licking chocolate syrup off a model I don't know if that's okay there's a thousand ways that could have gone and that's maybe one of the least horrible yeah we've got uh, herbal medicine online orders and like you know I don't want to come out and say anything crazy about herbal medicine it has its place but There are some things in here that have been debunked on a level that is pretty impressive for herbal medicine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes herbal medicine is like, yeah, it doesn't really pan out in the studies, but it probably won't kill you and your next of kin. And there's some stuff they're advertising. It's like, oh, it'll kill everybody you've ever known. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have, I am so happy about this, Jennifer Rivero. She was. Miss July of 1999. Okay. She is also known as Camera Face. She's one of the founders of the Early Morning Riot Art Collective. She takes just vivid, once again, audio medium, but go to Camera Face, the uh, Instagram, vivid, vivid, awesome pictures of celebrities kind of in their natural lives. She's a very, very auteur celebrity photographer right now. She's probably most known for some really, you've seen her photos of Lotto. She did the Billie Eilish cologne line. Okay. She did a big thing with Kristen Ritter, and she's also one of Paris Hilton's photography. Pretty much any picture of Paris Hilton you've seen in the last 15 years, she's taken. That's awesome. She is banned from South Africa because she and Paris Hilton were smoking reefers outside the 2010 World Cup and got arrested.
1: All right. I mean, not a. the worst way to get banned i suppose
0: she has the top story on vice.com in 2015 about a woman with toxic shock syndrome and her kind of photo essay of her recovery over two years oh wow and she uh is followed by look at this russian so (laughs) 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 one of my favorite favorite social media accounts of all time (laughs) we have wrestling madness oh man it's crude it's huge it's fake and we love it the cover of this section of the magazine, is Stone Cold Steve Austin holding a pistol to Steve, uh, Vince McMahon's face on Monday night television with like 10 million people watching.
1: That's a lot.
0: I mean, that that's where wrestling went in the 90s. That's just, a
1: lot. I mean, what's supposed to happen now that like wrestling, WWE, and like the UFC are now are somehow combined?
0: I want to see somebody hop in the UFC cage with a steel chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean... I don't know what to expect. I mean, it feels like we will have just, everything will bleed into everything.
0: Like, you know, three minutes left in a championship fight and all of a sudden the lights go down and somebody else's entrance music flesh starts playing.
1: Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. <laughs> His name is John
0: Cena. You can't see me. If John Cena doesn't walk down with three minutes left in the Conor McGregor fight. Fuck I am- yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Vin Diesel somehow shows up and The Rock shows up. All the things.
0: <laughs> I'm so on board. Yes, we have 20 questions with Michael Moore, somebody that in 1999 I really liked. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that went all sorts of ways. We have some web links to try out. I'm sorry, what? Web links to try out.
1: Like we're just randomly trying web links, well, like clicking on things.
0: Largely prior to Google.
1: So this they just like, give us some like
0: as they say, sites. It says web links. Cool. It says that maybe you should try out Tunes.com. Not iTunes, but Tunes. Tune. It's Rolling Stone. I All guess right. Rolling Stone couldn't get Rollingstone.com
1: oh Aw, they were behind the times.
0: IMDB.com. Cool. It has a lot of information about movies. Yeah. starting to get a pretty good database.
1: Get, yeah.
0: I suggest that maybe you look at MapQuest.com. helpful. Very helpful. And uh, Amazon.com, an online bookseller. And if they don't stock the book, you can put it in a request and they will reach out to their used bookstore market. And hopefully, get back with you in one to two weeks to see if they can get that book. Cute.
1: <laughs> I like that they used to confer with, like, probably independent places.
0: Because I feel like this last time we were in 2000, two weeks ago, and it was with Jeff Bezos, like, they just done their first billion in sales. He's and like, like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and like right now, it's just a little, you know, garage bookstore. He's like,
1: fuck you, McKay's. <laughs>
0: We have a little art interview with Tori Spelling. They ask her who her favorite playmate is. I can't decide if this is cute or creepy. She says it's Nikki Dyer Zering.
1: Oh, so is it Earring Zering? Earring wife? wife? Yes. I think that's cute. They're probably friends.
0: <laughs> I think they are. Yes.
1: She's like it's my friends. <laughs> She's hot. Go her.
0: All right, and we also have guess that ass. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I, did, I didn't get it.
1: All right. So I'm looking at a photo. We have a long-haired lady with wings. So
0: the wings give you a clue. She is a Victoria's Secret model.
1: Is it Heidi Klum?
0: It is 100% Heidi Klum. That was so... <laughs> we also have a Sex in the City ad. I'm sorry, but they have Photoshopped her face onto someone else's body.
1: I'm sure they have. That's a better coloring for a cosmopolitan than you find in the show, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate.
0: She looks great. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. And then we pretty much end on kind of like what's coming up next. Robert Downey Jr. has five movies coming up. He's making a comeback, which we all know would go very poorly for a bunch of years.
1: And then fantastic for many. Yes,
0: yes, yes. This is a time when it's like a dark cloud on the horizon for Robert Downey Jr.
1: Like almost. Almost, babe.
0: And next month, we've already covered next month's issue, Miss Shannon Elizabeth. On the cover.
1: All right. Yes. Back to the American Pie.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're over an hour. Babe, what else you got, lover?
1: I think that I think this movie, I made this movie more interesting than it actually was. <laughs> and I will stick with it because I just think that that's the better way to go. And hope you enjoyed your Christmas. Like hope three you...
0: more murders would have made this movie. Yes.
1: It needed, it needed more intrigue. It had just enough. Maybe it, a sword fight. I don't know about a sword fight, but we definitely needed more intrigue to make it either one thing or another. It just couldn't decide what it wanted to be. But Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we have not decided at our next movie. We wanted to do something fun that will just palate cleanse all of this because, yeah, this for the parts that were not intrigue, were rough. <laughs> they were rough to watch. So it needed. that's what it needed. It needed the murder and the intrigue to be actually interesting or it was just terribly depressing.
0: There we go. So we'll palate cleanse next week. I, I don't know. Do you want to pick something now or do you want to – I don't know. You want me to – I'll pull up the list and you um, do some
1: social You and- some Caddyshack.
0: Oh, yes, we did lose somebody from Caddyshack today, I think, or maybe yesterday.
1: Then let's do that. It's fun. I actually have not watched it all the way through from start to finish. Okay. So let's do it.
0: All right. Sounds like a plan. We will see you guys next week for – that's going to be – that's going early in the forbidden time. Love it. Let's do it. Chevy Chase, welcome – no, I guess
1: – No, not welcome, but welcome back.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: welcome, Ronnie Dangerfield.
0: Oh, Chevy Chase, a three-timer now. Yeah, he is. Oh, there we go. There... Really three and a half if you count the Three Amigos, our little mini That's but. true. That's true. All right. We got to stop talking and go to bed. Bye. All right. We love you guys.